0: Guys, ready? Well, we're all wondering what's happening here. Something is going to happen. It's a discussion. So what we're going to do today is something, it could be a debate as well, but we're going to talk about the prophetic. There's a lot of weird things going on about the prophetic. And the sad thing about it is that a lot of people shy away from it. People then not say because they've been hurt through the prophetic, they have experienced bad experiences through the prophetic. And what then happens is then, then they just put the wall up and then they take the baby with the basket and they throw everything out, <laughs> you know, and I was like, bye-bye, I want nothing to do with prophetic people. I remember Stace and I once went on holiday and we went to a shopping center and it was that time where the doom was very much going around. And so, while we're standing at the skew, um, there's a guy in front of us buying like I don't know how many tons of doom. So Stacey, are you starting a church? So we're like, oh, that was quite funny. And the sad thing of it was, is that when I spoke to the cashier, she says, "That's why I'll never let people lay hands on me. Yeah, that's why I'll never let people pray for me or lay hands on me or even put an anointing oil." It's wicked, it's evil, it's from the devil, it's the spirit of the Antichrist. Yeah, I just somehow immediately get irritated. I'm sorry. So, we're going to talk a little bit about the prophetic. And my heart's desire for each one of us, even watching on live stream today, that you'll have a fresh desire for the prophetic. It's such a powerful gifting. It doesn't take away from tongues, it doesn't take away from everything. But I'm talking about this because it's very relevant to each one of us, and we've seen it happening on TV and you've experienced the bad effects of the prophetic. And my heart's desire today is that each one of us will just desire the prophetic even stronger than ever before. Did you know actually that you actually prophesy without you even knowing? When you become a child of God, you immediately start hearing God's voice. You know, sometimes just when somebody goes through something bad and say, you know what, it's going to be okay. The prophetic word. How do you, how do you know it's going to be okay? You prophesy. You sometimes just thinking of somebody and phoning them, that is a prophetic gifting. You sometimes dreaming about somebody and some oh, deja vu. That's a prophetic gifting. And a lot of people, um, you know, you don't even know you've got it sometimes. You just experience glimpses of it in your own life. But then some people sharpen that specific gifting where they start like, this is what God is saying. Da, 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 da. This is what God's going to do in your life. And I want you to have a desire to sharpen that because it's so vital, important in the body of Christ. Paul spoke about it. Now, I'm going to run quickly through with this. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1 to 5. And I don't want to take too long because we're going to have a bit of a discussion today about the prophetic. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1 to 5. Now, on the board it says, Strengthening, encouraging, comfort. That is what the prophetic should always do. If you can't measure it with strengthening, encouraging, comforting, that person is a false prophet. <laughs> He's hearing from the devil. <laughs> it has to be strengthening, encouraging, comforting. And sometimes it could be a warning. It could be sometimes it's like, just be careful about this. But it's It's encouraging because something's going to happen, so God, thank you for giving me wisdom in this area. The Old Testament prophets, I'm answering one of the questions, but we're going to get to it because I want to hear their uh, ideas and their viewpoints on this specific thing as well. But the Old Testament prophets, and we just see they prophesied doom and gloom and lie, you know. But did you know they also had a counter-prophetic word? Do you know that they also prophesied if you repent? this is what God's going to do. If you turn your eyes back to God, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to increase you. I'm going to multiply you. But if you don't, you're putting yourself in position for (laughs) bad things to happen. You could just read right through Judges, right through the Old Testament. You're putting yourself in positions that you're going to see bad things. But if you just turn to me, if you put your eyes back on me, you'll see what I'll do for you. Now, 1 Corinthians. Now, 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1 says, now this is the main thing regards to the prophetic is that pursue love. Follow after charity. We don't follow after prophets. We don't follow after prophetic words. I'm running it. We follow after love. I always say to people, you want to walk in the giftings of the Spirit? Love people. Just purely love people. If you love people, you'll prophesy. If you love people, you'll walk in signs and wonders, because your motive is right. Pursue love, and be eager for the spiritual gifts. Now, actually, this, the gifting is actually not regional translation. Eager, spiritual. So, in other words, eager walking in the spirit. Walking in the spirit, there's fruits that accompany. This gifting, and when you walk in this book, pursue or eager spiritual, especially that you may prophesy. So, Paul says he wants us to prophesy, he doesn't throw tongues away, but he speaks to the church here because he was dealing with certain issues within the church because they were just blubbering off in tongues. We were like, What are these people on some kind of drinking something or drug or something? and nobody understood. So he said, if you speak in tongues, you edify yourself. But if there's a tongue within a body of, like, a church environment like this, there has to be interpretation. But then Paul says, but I would rather, let's prophesy. Let's prophesy. Prophetic words can come through a word. A prophetic word can be a personal prophetic word. But let's rather prophesy. So Paul says, it's important for the prophetic to be in the church. For the one who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but to God, for no one understands. He that speaks mysteries by the Spirit, but the one who prophesies speaks to people for their. Say it with me? Encouraging? For the one who speaks in a tongue builds himself up, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. I wish you all spoke in tongues. So he's not saying throw tongues out of the thing. (laughs) You know, in the olden days, like, oh, just certain giftings is for some people. We're talking about it. He's like, no, the tongues is just some people. (sighs) Nope, it's not for you if you desire it. But even more that you would prophesy. Even more that you would prophesy. The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues within a church setting like this. It's better for somebody to rather prophesy than somebody speaking in tongues and nobody knows what he's saying, you know. But if he does, there needs to be an um, uh, interpretation. Unless, there we go, unless he interprets so that the church may be strengthened. Yeah. So, today my desire is for you to really desire even more the prophetic and to sharpen the specific gifting in your life. So, I'm going to call my panel to the front, <laughs> we're going to do something so different, and my heart is really that you'll be encouraged, that you'll be strengthened, you'll be comforted, and that you will just hear from people that has been in ministry, they've experienced prophetic, they've experienced, I've given them some questions a week ago, so that they can prepare, but it's things that they've experienced, and I want you today to hear from them how they've experienced the prophetic. Are you ready for this? Are you excited? I'm excited, this is so different, but I felt why not do something different? So, at the end, we're going to trust God for just prophetic words for people. Do you would like a prophetic word today? Okay, so I'm going to ask a question. And the first question is, What is a prophetic word? Who would like to answer first?
1: A prophetic word is God foretelling, so, a prophetic word can involve. Word of knowledge, and then the prophetic word. So the word of knowledge is like a catalyst. It opens up the, the channels of faith for us to receive the prophetic, and then the f- prophetic itself is foretelling what's going to happen.
2: Is that correct, That's J.D.? A,
0: are you guys happy with that answer? No. <laughs> okay, Shipp, an you want to add to it? I would
2: say also it's, it's a word inspired by the Holy Spirit. Sorry. Okay. To guide someone into fulfilling their God-given destiny.
3: And I think to emphasize, that a prophetic word is to encourage. For me, it's like God always gives a word, especially sometimes when we need it the most. I don't know if you've ever noticed, if you've come to church, and it's kind of been a statement like, oh, you drag yourself here. It's like, God, I can't do this, but I, I, have, I know I have to. And God will give you a word, just almost for you to hang on to, to encourage you. Keep fighting the fight and running the race because there is something good. Your breakthrough is waiting here. So definitely it has to be encouraging. It does comfort. Maybe you're going through something and God just wants to let you know. He's here for you. He knows. He's aware of your situation, of your circumstance, and he just wants to bless you with his word.
4: So the prophetic word is also directional. God showing you the next step or the next way. You can see that throughout the Old Testament. You know, um, God saying to Paul, "Is it go down to the Damascus Road?" And you know, all those things. So it's all very directional as
0: well. I remember once I had a. I had a prophetic word. That week, I went through a week of freaking hell. (laughs) I'm being It was like, thanks, eh? It was just not nice. I told the guy, I said, thanks for that word. He says, well, you had something to hold on to. I'm like, well, I guess so. (laughs) So it is exactly what you were saying. It was just like, it was a good word, but that week was not nice (laughs) at all. Okay, um, my next question. Do you want to answer something? Yeah, and I
5: just want to say faith releases you to hear the voice of god so sometimes god will give you an unction and you'll get maybe one word and when you stand up to speak then god releases the full word Mm. sometimes but you'll know within your spirit that god has given you this word yeah so it's really to to trust god yeah and he says as you open your mouth he will fill it
0: yeah okay my next question is how do you know you have a prophetic word for someone
3: Well, for me, it was really a growing process. I think in the beginning, I think God knows, because I'm a very visual person, I like to see things. And... um he used to show me pictures. I mean, something as silly as a can opener, for example. And I'll say, can opener, then I'll just trust God for the interpretation. It's like, God is opening up gifts for you or opening up whatever, you know. And God will just give me the interpretation as I speak it out. But later on, it's kind of like you just hear your own voice in your head. And you just know it's not for you, and you just speak it. Because you know it's meant for somebody out there. And it's better our I prophesy.
2: To me, Jaden, most of the time, it's normally... Look, I don't flow in the prophetic. I know I'm in the teaching ministry, but normally it's through scriptures. I just get an illumination of a scripture for somebody. I look at them, and then that scripture is magnified, and I speak to that scripture.
1: So often I think it's... um, Well, I'm sure it's different for different people, but for me, it's if God lays somebody on my heart, I can't just look at so-and-so and and give them a prophetic word. But I know some people are able to do that. So for me, it's if God has laid someone on my heart and I have spent time in prayer for them,
5: and then I will feel
1: that God has something encouraging for me to
5: tell them. Um, I often get a drawing towards somebody by the Holy Spirit, and I go by faith, and... um, When I get there, then I have to trust God. And he says, when you open your mouth, I will fill it. So many times I have to trust God because he says, you need to go to this person. And then you speak. And he says, and I will speak for you. So sometimes it's a bit scary, but I have to be obedient.
0: Yeah, that's quite crazy. I find sometimes I think for me it sometimes changes. There's times where you'll be drawn to somebody, or sometimes like Pastor John was, okay, we're prophesying, I'm like, oh Lord, baby Jesus, I'll, <laughs> you know, and it's like, and then just suddenly God is so faithful that He actually then you'll uh, highlight somebody, or sometimes you really just step out in faith and you just pick somebody and you're like, oh, I hope it's the right person, <laughs> and then as you start speaking, I find that He fills your mouth. And for me, sometimes I, I sometimes feel people's emotion. I can feel the emotion in the, 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 behind that prophetic word. And it's like it, you can feel what... It's weird. You can feel what they feel. But it's something that you exercise. And you, and more you desire it, you'll grow in it. And you'll walk in it even stronger. Andrew, how do you prophesy, brother? <laughs> I prophesy with fear. <laughs>
4: It is sometimes daunting, and you get put on the spot, like J.D. says. Um, just relax. You have the Holy Spirit inside you, and you just need to trust that. Often it just comes to me like everybody said, just a word, even a color, just a vision, or you know, something like that. Not an open vision, and it's not very clear either, but that's where faith steps in. So it starts... In, very often with me as well, I can feel it welling up in my innermost being. And when it wells up like that, then I know that there's a word for somebody. But, and then often I don't know who it's for until I'm standing in front of that person or, you know, I, I see that person and they just, they just highlight it. You know, sometimes you can be in a service like this and look around and you can see the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, ministering with that person and then it's like a neon sign, you know, God saying, this is the person. Amen.
3: Can I also just say something as well? Is um, Sometimes you also find that when you speak it, it sounds very general you know, and it's like, I've heard it, done it, seen it, got the t-shirt, whatever. But you don't realize when it's a general word like that, to that specific person that God has showed you to It's something, such a reality. It's almost like people have come to me afterwards and almost want to repent because they think, like, I'm a fortune teller and I can see into their lives and what they've done and they come to say sorry. And I'm saying, listen, yeah, God didn't show me that. He just told me to speak it, you know. And it's like, so for that person, it's a very... Spot on word. But for mm. us listening to it, it could sound very yeah. general.
0: Yeah. And sometimes a prophetic word can be given to somebody and, and you can actually relate to that prophetic yeah. word. It's like, yeah. but that's actually also for me. Yeah. That, that word actually speaks to me as well. Sure. The next one quickly is that have you received an immature prophetic word and how did you respond to it?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to give this testimony. Many, many years ago, the church was still small. We had this prophet that came to the church. I think we were kind of still new, and um, he brought a team with, and we were walking. So at the end, I opened the time up for ministry, and you can go stand by someone. And there was a lady there, and I think there was three guys. And I didn't want to go to the lady, but it just happened that in the queue next, I had to go to the lady. So Ian and I were standing there. Now, Ian will probably say amen to this, but when I got there, I can't tell you how she rebuked me. I mean, I'm sitting there. I think my mouth was like, like this. And she went on about how I must stop ruling the house that I must submit under his authority. Shut up, Rob. Sorry, I'm joking. (laughs) He's a good friend of ours. He knows me. But it's just like, she was rebuking me. She said, until I do that, God will start opening my house to people, and the love will flow, and what, what, and you know, at that time, how can I say, I'm outspoken sometimes, I mean, I take off to Bev, Bev and Helen taught me to submit, so I know what submission's all about, I love my husband, I see him as the head of the home, but the woman just sometimes just has to help spiritually with a man, if you know what I'm saying, but for me, at that moment, and then I go to the main prophet. And then he says to me, Oh, you're so ditzy and you don't know your left from your right. And you like I'm thinking like, dude, okay. This is like pick on Shireen Day today, you know. But you know what? I was upset at first, but I took it to heart. And you know, I just took what I can from it. Yes, I can be ditzy. I can. I don't have coordination whatsoever. So that's why I struggle when I play the piano. But it's just like you just have to take out what they're trying to stress. Because sometimes the people that bring the message don't always bring it out in the right way. They don't say the right thing, and it's like it comes out different. Or you might have an offended heart, and it's like, okay, that's it, you know. But generally, I am submissive, aren't I, doll? Hey? (laughs) yes dear you see I've trained him well but no for that for me it was just like we were actually just newly married as well so I was a little bit taken aback and I thought when I walked away I said to myself well that really was not encouraging <laughs> you know it's just like okay God if I am like that I'm sorry forgive me and help me and then I just move on but then I don't hold on to it I don't harp onto it because it will cause offense and because of that it'll close your ears to hearing God and what he actually wants to do with you
0: don't you think also you had a choice to make there right yeah. now? It's yeah. so like, can I, can shut, because you're very prophetic, and uh, you could have shut that gifting completely yeah. and said, so, you know, yeah. I will never prophesy because you had a bad experience sure. right there. But you it's made really a decision true. to rather learn from it and grow, because yeah. it's, it's about I mean. our characters that we grow. Mature.
2: I, mean. I think also, it's as, as, as Sharin has already put it, it's as much for me who is receiving the prophecy as the person who is giving it. The way I handle it is very important. And, and most of the time, people that give prophecies, they would have heard from God. But they haven't learned the art of sifting things through and giving that which comes directly from the Holy Spirit. Put things aside. So what I normally do is take the meat, the bones so I chuck away. So my maturity plays a very important role there. Because I don't want also to Be reactive towards the person who's who's giving the word. I want to receive that which God has said.
1: Amen. I've received many, many, many not such hot prophecies. (laughs) But we won't go into them now. You might be shocked at my reaction to them um because yeah it's, it's tough to receive a, a prophecy that is um given you know sometimes prophecies are even given, and the person has heard from God, but their delivery of it is um is up to maggots and um and that that's very important so that's i think that's our responsibility as people who desire to be in the prophetic is that you know if we're somebody who who shoots straight from the hip i um, mean we're proud of that uh, maybe we shouldn't be you know because if of he receives a prophecy straight from the hip, and maybe there's a little bit of, of harshness in it. He's mature enough to deal with it, but there are a lot of people who are going to receive prophecies that aren't at his level of maturity. So I believe that it's our responsibility as people who deliver it to deliver it in such a way as it's strengthening, encouraging, and comforting because we can deliver a prophecy, and it, it can be straight from the heart and the mind of God, but if we deliver it in, a, in an unkind or a negative or a judgmental way, there 's nothing strengthening, encouraging, or comforting about it
0: we 're going to say what she 's going to say. he stole her, her on <laughs> yeah,
4: just echoing as well, and I think it 's true you know everybody has, like J.D. said in the beginning, has received a prophecy or has prophesied. I think what we need to understand is a lot of the person's emotions are in it. So not only you that's receiving it is emotional, but also those that are giving it, their emotions are stirred up. Now, what if they had a bad start to the morning and, you know, they come into church? um, A lot of people... When they're delivering a prophecy, like Bev said, is from the heart of God, but that emotion, that's that anger, that's there because whatever happened, is portrayed or brought through in this prophecy, not intended, but it's there, and it comes across hurtful. So you know, just in your hearts, you just need to know and understand. It's like, of course, said there isn't a maturity, not only to. Delivering a prophecy, but also to receiving it.
0: Awesome. A lot of times what I found, a prophetic word confirms already what kind of what you know. You've got to really a sense what God is taking you. And sometimes it is very much like you don't know and somebody gives a word. And sometimes you can agree with it or not agree with it. You put it on the shelf. But a lot of times I find it's like God has really started sharing with me or, or, and then somebody will prophesy that. Now, I don't think not that long, probably years ago. Now, I don't want more kids. God has not spoken to me about more kids. And one time I had somebody coming. Oh, I see another child. I'm like, no, you're not hearing from God. <laughs> You're hearing from a different spirit, not from God. God has not spoken to me about it.
3: Can I just add something as well? Prophecy is also not to reveal sin. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to get a prophetic word because they think God's going to bring out their sin, you know, and God is not like that. It's a God of love. And, I mean, I often remember that story that Prophet Andre Broncos told us when he went to a church, and he saw this guy standing there, but he saw him in such conflict with the leader that he was so against the leader And, um, you know, he could have stood there and rebuked the guy and said, you will stand under his authority. But he didn't. He called him up and he called the pastor up and he got them to stand back to back. And he said to this man, he said, now God is calling you to support this man of God and his ministry. So it's almost like a lot of times when you're prophesying, you're prophesying into something that's not there already, but prophesying into what it's going to be, what God wants it to be. So another one I I remember also so much, and it was on television, and I was horrified when this prophet started shouting at this man, and this wife, wife, has a husband and wife, and saying, you must stop beating your wife. And it's like bringing out all their sins. And there are times, I agree, there are times God has to make it public, For obvious reasons, God knows. But generally, God does not do that. So, you know, if we're going to prophesy and someone's going to throw stones at you, then I do question where the word comes from because it has to be encouraging, not condemning. Maybe convicting, it can convict you, but in love, Mm. in love.
0: Okay, the next question is, have you ever received or given a prophetic word and been rejected? And how did you deal with it? You've given a word? Never. Never, ever. (laughs) Spot on.
1: No, but but my prophetic words. When I give a, a prophetic word, it's not necessarily directional. It's more exhorting or encouraging. So I've never had a prophecy like you are going to. I'm not prophesying now. Prophesying now, right? <laughs> you are going to, um, you know, resign from your job in six months' time and open a business, and it's going to be wonderfully successful. I've never prophesied like that. I don't really. Even desire to prophesy (laughs) because it's a dangerous place to be. So I've never been, but my prophecies are encouraging or exhortive.
3: Um, I do remember prophesying. Also, a lot of times people reject it, but they come to you afterwards. So it's like you're standing there and you're just like, God, if there's a rapture, lift me up now, please. I'm ready to go. (laughs) But it's just like, but afterwards they come. But you know, God also deals with us. With you, with bringing the word, it's almost like sometimes there's a little bit of pride in there. You know, it's like, oh, I can prophesy. Because it's not that. Anybody can prophesy. I mean, a donkey could talk in the Bible. So, I mean, God can use a donkey to prophesy. So, we just got to remember who it is speaking through me. But I also remember it was a meeting I did once as well, and I prophesied over this lady. And I also don't go too much into dates and all that kind of stuff. And I was just prophesying of well, how I saw her. But as I was prophesying, she's going, No, no. I said, Are you sure? And she was, but the way her whole body language was. And I remember uh, with Helen as well, when we also went to another place out with her, and this woman was so closed, but I heard a word that God had given her months before, and Helen was spot on. But because of her heart at that time, she was so angry with God, she kind of just rejected the word. And then all we do is you just pray over it to say, well, forgive me if I've not heard from God, but I really believe God has good things. And I just pray, you know, and then I just let it rest. And you walk away. It's almost like, you know, if you lay an egg in public, what do you do? You know, don't let it hatch. Just walk away, you know, kind of thing. So, <laughs> so that's me. I just thank God. And I just say, I'm sorry. You know, I don't mean to be out of line or whatever. But I just, this is just what I feel God is saying. So and just if it doesn't minister to you, just shelve it. You know, God will, will bring it out in the right time. Do
0: you want to answer?
5: Um, yeah, it's very strange sometimes because God shows you something. And um, you actually have to step out in faith. And as you speak, many times they don't receive it because they don't want you to know. You see, it hits them in the spirit, but at the same time, it's going to minister to them as well. So you have to be very careful with your words when you actually prophesy, and it always comes with love. It must come with love, otherwise it's not from God.
4: Yeah, yes, I've had a few of those. And it's not fun. But like everybody said, you do pick yourself up, you dust yourself off, you stand back what you've laid in public, and then you admire it. No, you just, you just, no, listen. If you've done it in love, you've got nothing to worry about, but grow from that. Don't let it destroy you. Don't let it shut down the spirit of prophecy that's in you or that revelation that you have or your intimacy with God because, you know, you can easily turn around and look inward and say, well, I've blown it and I'm not going to speak again. So, don't let it happen to you. But we all, I think, have somewhere along the line, except for Bev. (laughs)
3: Because she's the pastor's wife.
4: Blown it like that. Mm. But you know what? People are forgiving and like Joy said, somewhere along down the line, things turn out right. They don't stay angry with you, I don't think. But um, yeah, well, you never know. But, um, you know, that is, is, I think it is just par for the course. It's just something you've got to work through. And like I say, don't turn it inward. Learn from it. Pick yourself up and just keep going. I love what Shireen says. You just turn it into prayer and just pray over that person. Because um, like Joy said, people's emotions come to you, and, the, and people don't want to be uncovered. Amen.
3: I know I'm talking a lot. i sorry, fine. but it's, I really love this subject. Just to also give another example, sometimes when you prophesy and people aren't responding, sometimes you just need to be quiet and just saying, okay, God, is this the direction that you want me to go into? And an example I had was when I went to Armenia with Pastor Helen, and um, we went to go to Yerevan, and they had like a conference with pastors and everything there, and um, Helen stood up now. Pastor Helen's very prophetic as well. And um, she just started the service and everything. So she came up to preach. And when she came up, I tell you, you can cut that atmosphere with a knife. You could feel the resistance in that place. And, you know, sometimes it can just put you off, you know. Yeah. So she started prophesying over one or two people. But there just wasn't a breakthrough in the spiritual realm. There was still that, oh, it was, I can't tell you, it was just so tangible. And the next minute she just kept quiet And she says, okay, God, now what? And then God said, I don't want you to minister to anybody else right now, but to the pastor who's sitting on the front seat. So she says, okay. And as she called him, Helen just broke down and cried. And this man had been through so much. He was beaten. He was the life that he had. And God wanted to heal him first before anything could happen in the service. And once that was done, The young man who was playing on the keyboard at that time, my gosh, you must just see what broke out from that service. I mean, it was Holy Ghost chaos at the end, as opposed to the very beginning, where you know people are sitting there, and they're judging you, and they're giving you these looks, and you can be so intimidated. But sometimes you just need to reflect. Just close your eyes and say, okay, God, where do you want me to go from here? That's it.
0: Awesome. I remember once I went to Anglican group young people, and they invited me. And I gave some prophetic words for people. And the one guy openly in front of everybody said, I disagree with you. Oh, Lord Jesus, (laughs) you really feel like a rapture. Please take me away right now. But I said, okay, well, this is what I see. And when I climbed the car, I had a choice to make there right now. I can decide to shut this or desire it even more, even go for it even more. Nevertheless, afterwards, I found out it was actually very true. He just didn't. Anyway, so the next one, the character of a prophet or the person giving a prophetic word. What does it mean to you?
1: Um, I think that it's such a responsible thing as far as we're concerned. We are taking on such serious responsibility. So I believe that it um, needs to be maturing in it all the time. And I believe that if we desire, you know, as children of God, if we desire to be able to bring direction, because really that's what the prophetic ministry is, isn't it? It's it's to give somebody direction, somebody who, who maybe has not been able to hear clearly for themselves, and God wants to get a message across, and he wants to give direction. We need to, within ourselves, be following God's direction. There is such a serious responsibility with the prophetic ministry to be, if you want to put it in layman's terms, to be practicing what we preach. Yeah.
2: When I got born again around 1991, we used to sing a song which used to go, your personal life is a true testimony than the Did words we? that you say. Yeah, It was so profound. In going to that, answering that question, Jade, I think as a person who flows in the prophetic, whether it's a, pro- it's a prophetic gift or the office of a prophet, I think one's life has to mimic Christ. P- Paul says, uh, follow me as I follow after God. Yeah. And then also 1 Corinthians says that we are a letter that is written so people can follow. So before I prophesy or before I give somebody any word, my life should be a prophecy itself. You should speak to that person such that they desire this God that is not to be like me, but they desire this Jesus that is like me. So that when I deliver the word of prophecy, already my character has gone ahead and spoke, Amen. Amen. And spoke for me.
3: I think also a lot of times we as, because we're human, we have a human nature, we often put prophets on a pedestal. And it's so wrong because, you know, they're just really an open vessel uh, to be used by God. Like every one of us, we can all prophesy. So we're just vessels, and we can hear God's voice. So we want to encourage. And unfortunately, people, I mean... There's a lot of people, prophets I've heard prophesying, and I know it's just like, well, I won't say they're prophets, but, I mean, they're not even born again and they can prophesy, you know. So I think the character does have to stand, you know. It's just like, even like a man of God preaching or a worship leader or, you know, we put them on this pedestal and then pride sets into them because now they're getting worshipped and we shouldn't be doing that because we all can do those things, you know. And it's just like, so character does stand, you know. And unfortunately, sometimes... If somebody gives you a prophecy or whatever, and you take it in, and then you get to see afterwards what they really like, it kind of discourages you. It's like, okay, is this word from God? It doesn't null and make the, the word void, but the thing is it does. It goes a long way. It's like, you know, if, if there's a log in your eye and it's causing someone to stumble, take it out. So if you're going to have a, a glass of wine and it's going to offend someone, don't do it. You know, as easy as that. And I'm not saying you can't have a glass of wine, but, you know, sometimes in those cases, there is someone maybe that's struggling with drinking or whatever the case may be. So I really believe character does go a very long way.
4: Yeah, I think also maybe this is the right time to bring this in, is that there is prophecy that happens in the church, in the church body. And then there's the office of the prophet, and there's a distinct difference between the two in that... Somebody that's in in the office of a prophet is a leader. He's directional. Um, he's, he's like, if I can put it like, if everybody knew Prophet Quirbus, that's what he's like. You know, his whole life is prophetic. Let's look at our own prophet here at home, Prophet John. Look at his life. Look at his character, and you know that we started calling him a prophet long before he called himself. A prophet, but he doesn't say, Well, I'm Prophet John. He says, I'm Pastor John. And there is a difference in character. You can see the maturity there. So, just to put it in a nutshell, anybody here can prophesy and, and it's operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but there is part of the fivefold ministry, the prophet, yeah. like there is the teacher, yeah. like there is the pastor, and so on. So just keep that in mind. When um, Also, we were taught, don't just, if you're going to another church, just blurt out and prophesy. Yeah. The people don't know you. Yeah. They don't know who you are. They don't know your character. They've never seen you. And then you walk in there, and, and you start prophesying and bringing. Sometimes God or the Spirit of God will move on you, and that will happen. But, you know, it's the Spirit is... A spirit of order so God is not chaotic yeah. so when you prophesy it is orderly and it, and all those things this is so important you know strengthen and encourage and comfort if you find that you are prophesying and your words are not doing that rather stop and pray yeah. just just cancel just stop the whole thing but don't just you know leap in front of somebody and prophesy because you can yeah. that could be very damaging to a body
0: I heard this man of God say this: Your gifting is not your identity. Being a son of God is. Amen. A lot of people, they take, I'm a prophet, and they wrap their whole identity around, I'm a prophet, I'm a prophet, or yeah. my apostle in the year, pa, 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 all this stuff going around. Um, your gifting is not your identity. A son is. That's your gift. It's sad to see a lot of people, they start good, they start with their motive. Yeah strengthening, encouraging, comfort and love. And as actually, the pride starts heating in and it's like the money starts rolling in and the whole character. And I think for a person as a prophet or somebody that prophesies desire, desire always check your heart. Always go view your heart. Say, why am I doing what am I doing? Is it really loving people? Is it those three points there? Is my motive still love?
4: Yeah. Just say one other thing. Watch the prayer life of that person. How often do they pray? You know, when are they always praying? And you don't always see people praying, but you will know that person. It's like something that's being counterfeit. You know what a counterfeit hundred-rand note looks like and feels like. And somebody that's not genuine or not prayed up, it's just empty. It's there, but it's not real, if you understand what I'm saying. So the prayer life of a person. You know, his walk with God is extremely important for a character, you know, the, the right character for prophecy.
5: Yeah, um, the question was, the character of the prophetic word, what does it mean to me? It means a lot. Firstly, God's word comes with love. It comes with faith. It comes with encouragement, acceptance, and direction. In other words, we're not here to dispel whatever is in the person's life. We have to, they're going through a lot. We need to encourage and uplift them and actually change the direction of their eyes yeah. Yeah. to God because when we get into that place, we're not looking to yeah, God. Right. So we need to encourage them to get them back into a place where they know where they're going. And God is for you. He's not against you. And he's always there. He hears our voice. He hears our words. So we need to know that he's there. And then we just go to the throne room. We go and pray. You can cry for hours and hours or or just lie there in his presence. And God does the healing. He heals you.
1: Um
5: I just wanted to
1: refer to what Andrew was saying about the, you know, I can prophesy, but I'm not walking in the in the office of a prophet. But my husband is. So obviously, you know, if somebody is walking in the office of a prophet, they need to hold themselves to a higher standard, and we also hold them to a higher standard, Mm -hmm. because they are giving us direction. But at the same time, holding somebody to a higher standard is not putting somebody on a pedestal, like Shireen said, because they are still, I'm married to a prophet, and let me tell you, he loves God with all of his heart. His desire is to you know, lead you in, and give you direction in the, way of, in the things of God. But he's a man. Yeah. He's a man. And he's, he's a, just like the rest of you yeah. are, a clay vessel. Yeah. A clay vessel is not perfect. Don't put people on pedestals. Yeah. I don't care how incredibly powerful their They're prophetic all. ministry is. Don't put them on yeah. pedestals. They are people.
3: Instead, support them and pray for them. Um, There was something once, oh yes, another don't. This is my personal thing, okay, so if it offends you, I apologize. But don't pay for a prophetic word, the gospel is free. You know, I can't tell you when I go onto to Facebook and I see this prophet saying, if you put 2000 or 5000 in my account, I will give you a prophetic. That's fortune telling. Then you might as well go to that little caravan and go to a gypsy and let her tell her the same thing if you're going to yeah. pay for it. <laughs> it's really, it's my heart. It's like God gives, God encourages, God loves. Yeah. Why would he make you pay for it? Why? Unless God says, I want you to give an offering. That's very different, but that's coming from you. But don't pay for a prophetic word. If you did, I mean, Pastor John would be a millionaire now, you know, (laughs) for the prophetic words he gave, you know. And that's where he speaks from. I mean, he wants to encourage his people. He wants to lead Mm -hmm. his people, pastor his people. And that's what we do. And just bringing on the character, like... People are, I don't know if this is off topic quickly, but, you know, just talking about a character of a pastor or a prophet. If you know Pastor John, he's very naughty, okay? He is holy, but he's very naughty and he stirs. And it's like, you must see him in the office. I mean, Bev knows, his children know what he does to us in the office, how he stirs. And it's like, I remember the one time we had a whole service where we were just honoring him. I think it was his birthday. I think it was one of his main milestone birthdays. And um, I can't remember, I said something to him or something, oh my goodness, somebody pulled me out of the service straight afterwards and said, how dare you disrespect the man of God? And I'm going, excuse me? I said, have you walked in these shoes? You know, now we have a relationship. I've known John and Bev, we've known them for like 27 years. I think I have a relationship with him now, you know? So it's almost like when people get like that, it's dangerous, it's very dangerous, and you've got to—you've got to just see them as a man of God who we do respect, and because we trust in them to speak into our lives. But don't put them on a pedestal, because you will be disappointed.
2: Jade, uh, just a few years ago, we went to this uh, meeting. Me and my wife. This prophet of God was there, and so he, talking to what you just say now. So you now asked uh, everybody to give a certain amount of money. So, me and my wife are just deliberating, and uh, so he sees me talking to my wife. Oh, boy, did he rebuke me publicly. And it was, it was painful. <laughs> so, I'm talking to what he just said. To, to him, he was actually after money, yeah, yeah. then
3: strengthening actual,
2: us, encouraging exactly. us, and comforting us. I, mean. I, I came out of the meeting very hurt and offended. Uh, But, yeah, I healed later on. So don't pay. No. (laughs) No.
0: You're stupid if you do that. Um, I heard a man of God say this once, and I I took it to heart. Uh, It says, honoring is celebrating somebody for who they are without stumbling of what they're not. Honoring is celebrating somebody for who they are. So you can honor a prophet, but don't stumble of what they're not. They're human beings, and they will also—they have bad days as well. And believe it or not, <laughs> and believe it or not, they also can give wrong words. Okay, the next question is that: What's the difference between a word of knowledge and prophecy?
2: A word of knowledge. Okay, I see prophecy as forward-looking, but as Jade you already shared, its aim is to encourage uplift and comfort. Whereas the word of knowledge is based on on your past and your present. I'll give an example. Suppose somebody comes and they are on the verge of committing suicide. And J.D. comes, stands and says there is somebody who has given up you are about to commit suicide. That's word of knowledge. Or another example is I think it's it's a year ago when Pastor John spoke to somebody and said don't use root, root so and so, a rod. I mean, along R21, don't use that root, use this root. I see that also as a word of knowledge. But prophecy, like I said, is it's speaking to your future, to your destiny. You may not know what is in between, but God is speaking to your potential and what is intending for you. I think also a
3: word of knowledge sometimes is just God getting your attention. Because nobody knows your situation, but it's almost just to let God knows what you're going through right now. And that's what also brings to another thing. Is like, you know, God can. God does know your address. God knows your telephone number, your, your bank account. But for me, I just wouldn't bring that. God just wouldn't tell you what your telephone number is. Now you need to speak and encourage a person and prophesy now over them. So I can rattle off your ID number even, you know, if God shows me. But so What? Okay, so you've got my number. So what? you waiting. Because that's what I found in the past with some of them as well. It's like, okay, so now these people are so excited because they even got their bank account numbers. Like, okay, God, give me a word. And then they just leave them to stand there and they move on to the next person. And I'm saying, but where's that edifying? You know, where's that encouragement? There's a reason why God brought that out. So finish the job. So they go hand in hand,
1: don't they? Yeah. Prophecy. I'm sure you can have a, a word of encouragement or a word of knowledge, without prophecy. Or you can have prophecy without a word of yeah. knowledge. But normally they go together because mm. the word of knowledge, it just it, it has the ability to increase your faith. It's like, yeah. wow. So God yeah. does know that I was standing making smoothies this morning for my husband and the dog. Um,
0: Kicking the dog. I
1: don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I dropped it. God did see that. So, so what it does is that, that does nothing. That that's not doing anything for us, other than saying, "Gee, God saw me." So that kind of opens us to receive the foretelling or the prophetic word. Yeah. So it's like a catalyst.
0: Yeah. Awesome, awesome. You want to add to? It?
4: Yeah. So I just want to, you know, that is, that's the the good positives about it. But there are, again, delivery of the word of knowledge could be as detrimental as that directional prophecy. So, again, watch out for that. It can be devastating for you to say to somebody, you know, well, I saw you and, you know, that you expand on that word of knowledge and you've just exposed that person. So be careful of that. A word of knowledge sometimes is not meant to be spoken out. It can be informational for you, so that you can now prophesy and speak correction to that person or, you know, bring direction. But in a loving manner, again, these three steps. So, you know, word of knowledge, when it's good and it's something that you can speak about, then you can just say to that person, you know, he has your bank account details. And then, like everybody said, so that person's like faith is up but that can be equally as devastating if you bring that word of knowledge and it,
0: you uncover them so keep caution on that i'm going to be the last questions what do you do with an unfulfilled prophetic word that's quite a pray <laughs> pray um,
3: honestly sometimes god wants to like, you're not walking in the right... Well, not in the right direction, but God almost, like, you get this prophetic word that's such a shock, and it's like, but I don't see myself as, as a missionary, for example. It's like, i would never had the desire. So automatically, you kind of just shelve it, and you just leave it there, because if it is God's word it will be confirmed later on as you move along with God, you know. And it's like you will just know. So maybe the first time you've heard it it might be a total shock to you and it's like, that does not witness with me, you know. But later on, somebody else could come and just say, you've just got such a compassionate heart. I see you working with people and, you know, and it's just like, and slowly that word that you shelve will slowly start to unfold. So if it does not witness to you, just shelve it. Don't judge the prophet or judge the prophecy or judge the person. Just You're mature enough to know. You hear God yourself, so just put it on the shelf and pray.
2: Two weeks ago when I was, I was sharing the word of God, I, was, I shared about a, a prophetic word that I got in 1997. It took time for that prophet. It witnessed with me, but it took time. And then I shared about a prophetic word. I mean, there are a number that I've received, but I'm, I'm zeroing on, on those ones. Because they marked a big turn in my life. Uh, 2015, I got another prophetic word here. And uh, partly fulfilled, partly still hasn't been fulfilled. But to answer the question, what do you do with that? Pray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you have prayed, pray. Yeah. Continue to pray until it comes to pass. Yeah. That's, right. That's why Paul would say to Timothy, use mm-hmm. the prophetic word to contend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you contend for it and continue to fight for it. Yeah. Because in as, much as, as there is God in the picture and the person who is delivering the word and you who is receiving, you play a very important role yeah. in ensuring that. And praying it through is the best way to do it.
5: Yeah, I was going to say, you need to pray the word given until it materializes. But you also need discernment if the word was given by the spirit or by a human spirit. So you need to discern you really need to discern if it's really by the Holy Spirit, because many people speak from their own hearts, and it's all emotions, and it's not a word from God. So you need to discern when you get a word.
1: Can I just add to that what Joy was saying? You know, often we can we can prophesy out of our own uh, hurts, You know, our own whatever's going on in, inside of us, we can prophesy out of that. But um, another thing, Apostle John calls it um, parroting. If we prophesy over somebody, we must make sure that it's something that we've heard of from God, not from somebody else who's told you, <laughs> told you about them. On Facebook. And <laughs> on your Facebook, or try and act like you've heard from God when you actually, you know, you've actually heard it via the grapevine. So, um, you know, if we want to give direction from God, make sure the information has come from
0: God. Also, people are running off the prophetic words. Yeah. We found that quite often it's like, okay, you're not saying what I want to hear, and then go to the next one and running off the every single, I want a word, I want to word. What did you do with the last five words that's been given yeah. to you? Maybe you must just sit with Jesus, okay, you and me now, you know, and it's like, it's crazy. Yeah,
4: that is that is so true, J.D. Um, also, we need to remember that um, prophecy could be have a timeline on it. So if you look at Abraham, you know, he didn't see all his children like the stars in heaven. But they are now, amen? But he didn't see it. So you just keep praying, everybody's saying. And then that is the mature thing to do, is just keep praying through it. Discern and then pray. And just keep praying. Keep asking God because, you know, if that prophecy was from God, you'll get direction. You'll know, like John always says, you know in your knower that this is of God, and you'll you'll know it right here in your spirit.
0: Awesome. Did you guys enjoy that? That's good. So right now, there was somebody here today. When we were talking, I remember quite often um, listening to Prophet Kervis when he would speak about the cloud of witnesses, like something just stirs inside of you. Right now, there was a specific person, might be a couple of people, that have felt suddenly the stirring of like, I want to prophesy. I want to prophesy. I want one person. Will you put their hand up. Anybody that felt just like I want to prophesy. Hmm? Who you say, somebody? Oh, you. Okay, okay, you're brave enough. Okay, I'm gonna put you on the spot quickly. He's very prophetic, very very prophetic. That was quite awesome. So these year sitting here, it's gonna just hear from God for a word for you, and they're gonna minister prophetically to you. Okay, no pressure. Under pressure, working down on me. Okay. Damien, come stand here on the stage. So what you're going to do for me, brother, you're going to turn your back towards the congregation. Spend time with Jesus right now. You're not going to see who you're going to prophesy to. So I want you to just spend time with God right now and just say, God, what do you want to say to this person? And then I'm going to come back to you. Okay. So right now, who would like, I want one person who would like to have a prophetic word. Who wants a prophetic word? Okay, brother, just stand up where you are right now. There's another one there. Okay. Let's start with one. <laughs> okay, <laughs> one of them will prophesy over you. Okay, you just stand there, because a lot of times you can sense somebody's when you are close to somebody, you can sense what they're going through, and you can prophesy. We did this with the youth once. Oh my word, it was freaky. When I saw the person, I probably oh, boy, it was wild. Because you're like you're just saying, you know, like, oh, Jesus, I hope I'm saying the right thing. But one thing. Always strengthening, encouraging, comfort. All of that together. It's nice. I didn't realize. A nice circle. Love. Love, love, love. Your heart's desire is right. If your motive is right, you will prophesy. And even if your prophetic word is wrong, just by, you know what, I'm really sorry. Can I then just pray with you? Just making them, you know what, it's fine. Can I pray with you? Just showing love to them. Okay, so Damien, you're not going to turn around. Okay, so whatever God is showing, he's God, what do you want to say to this person? So whatever comes to your mind right now, what do you feel? I want you to speak that over that person. Okay, are you ready? Okay, so as I was standing here,
4: I felt that God told me that someone here is here to know if they should forgive someone. You have been hurt by someone, and it was a while ago, and now you're just wondering, should you forgive them or what? I don't know. I just felt... God says, it's fine. It's time to move on and forgive them.
0: Okay. That's a word of knowledge. Okay. Now I want you to say, God, what do you want to do with his future? Where do you want to take him? What do you want to do with his life? Uh, You know, so I want you to know, Jesus, what do you want to do with his future? So that was a word of knowledge. It's quite a nice example. That's a word of knowledge. The same person that's there, that's standing, you're going to say, God, what do you want to do with his life?
4: The Lord also told me that He is preparing you, and that when the time comes, you will know it's there, and you will know what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. And I don't know when it will be, but it's in your future, and will come soon.
0: Awesome. Cool. Did that mean something to you? More. Okay. Cool. It's a safe environment yeah. you know, and it's like sometimes you'll go through, and if there's something you know what to do with the first part. Were you blessed? Okay. We did that with the youth, and it was quite encouraging. I almost while out on me. I So, bless you, brother. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Who would do that? <laughs> okay. So, I want you just to spend time with Jesus right now. And this, guys here, just going to hear a word from God. And we going to trust God will just speak to you. Were you encouraged by this? Okay. Thank you, Jesus.
2: I've got a word for Yogi's son.
0: Yogi's son. Would you mind standing up, brother?
2: I've got a word for you, you brother. There is a turning in your heart. God is bringing a a great transformation. You, You love God. You know in your heart that you love God. You've seen your parents. You've seen in the short space of time how they've been living for God. And there is a fight within you. I mean, in your heart. But you know you want this God. And, and I really feel like God is really calling you into ministry. I know, I'm not prophesying here. I know that you, you love doing things with your hands. I've seen you. I've seen you work. There is a sense in which you are a business person. You love business. You want to go for business. But it's more like a priest and a king at the same time. So you are going to be doing business. You are going to do what you love. But there is there is a great calling in your heart for you to minister and to be a servant of God. So it's more like not really full-time ministry as being a pastor and living what you have to do. But you'll be doing both. You're doing something with your hands and for your living, but you are ministering the word of God. Am I speaking? Am I speaking to you?
0: I also just felt like from today on, you're gonna feel a stirring inside your spirit even more. Where you're gonna be, when you sleep, it's like something is gonna start vibrating through your body. It's like God is setting you up for encounter with Him. You're gonna encounter Him. You can. I'm goosey where I'm standing here right now, but you're gonna experience Him at a way that you've actually desired for a long time, and you're gonna feel this just like God is gonna meet you where you are right now. Okay. God, you can stand, walk, jump, and stand, stand, whatever.
3: Um, I'm going to say, young lady, that I welcomed as the first-time visitor. I really believe that it was a, a time, a God appointment for you to be here today. And it's like when I look at you, I saw such brokenness inside of you. And it's like I always see that you have so much to give and your heart is just so pure and it's like people just walk all over you and it's just like they take advantage of you and they crush your dreams and they almost like make you disbelieve in yourself if, if you know what I understand. But I just want to tell you totally the opposite of how God sees you. As much as the beauty is on the outside, there is so much beauty inside and I see you as such a pillar of strength to your friends and family around you. I think a lot of the times you underestimate who you are and it's like people do look up to you. You are it's almost like I see a lighthouse, and people are drawn to you. It's like they want to hear from you, they want to hear your counsel, they want to hear what you think about a situation because you have so much to give. And sometimes the enemy just tries to throw these darts at you and just confuses you, and your mind's just in turmoil, and you just it's almost like the mind has sometimes have such a negative effect on your thoughts. And that's just the enemy because there's such a bigger place waiting for you, a bigger destiny waiting for you. You need to love those people around you. There's reasons why there's certain people in your life God has placed there. And you might not like it, but there's a reason because God knows because of what you've been through in life, you can touch and they can heal through your testimony of where you've come from. So I just want to say to you this morning that God so delights in you that he loves you, you're the first thought on his mind, when you wake up, he says, oh, my daughter, she's up, I've been waiting for this moment, don't give up, please don't give up, because there is something on the verge of breakthrough, that's going to happen in your life, something you've desired, that you've cried out to God, and it's just been held back all the time, something is about to break open, and it's almost like you've been a bud for too long, now's the time to blossom, and God is with you every step of the way amen
4: Stephen and Romy stand up man no I'm joking don't you know also um, people we know but I just as Shireen is prophesying I just this is what God says this is what I feel God says to both of you right place right time God says that now I just see an explosion in your business. As I see more work coming your way, Stephen. I see God breaking through on your behalf. Um, he's going to be putting people in your path that you're going to meet that you've never met before. And it's going to be such an opportunity for you. It's really just going to blow you away. So I see good, good, good connections. In the spirit, good connections in the business world, both of you. Um, Your children, God has just got them. Don't worry about them. In their schoolwork, when they play, the friends they make, God is just nurturing them and bringing people, you know, um, other friends to them that's going to strengthen them and encourage them and just just bring them into a new level of life. So for both of you, I just see divine connections and God just breaking through for you. Financial breakthrough as well. I see that um, in these connections, good business, good, strong, mature business that is not going to be flaky.
2: Amen? Stephanie, to add on on what he has said, but from a different angle, I see a stirring and a hunger for God in your spirit. Brother, you are so hungry for God. You are saying, I know, I know that God is there, but I need an experience with Him. I've heard about Him, but I want a real experience with Him. There is such a hunger, brother, that you will you will spend time crying before God and, and you, you really desire to see God. In the process of what Andrew has just said now, a lot of things and a lot of business deals and a lot of opportunities are going to be born out of prayer as you hunger for God. It's, it's like you, there is a scripture that says, this is the way, walk in it. You're going to be experiencing that in various ways through the prophetic, through the dreams. But God is going to say in your field of work, this is the work. this is the way, walk in it.
0: Want to join? She's, somebody ha- got harned to her, somebody, and she, she's just going to step out of faith.
5: I'm stepping out in faith because God doesn't always give me the word and then I have to highlight someone. Shri?
0: Shri.
5: God has got you on his heart at the moment. There's something that you are planning to do. You and your husband, you've got something that you've got as a plan. And God says that he has highlighted it to you. And the way is the right way. So he says... You're stepping back a little bit because you're unsure. Must I do it or mustn't I do it? But God says it's His His way for you. So step out in faith and do what He's showing you what to do. Because you're going to see increase in what God's giving you. There's going to be an increase that is going to be mind-blowing. Because you can't understand it. But just follow. God says, follow me. Follow my voice. And he says, you are seeking him. And you're asking him. And you've been continually asking him. Lord, is this you? Is this you, Lord? God says, it's me. He says, do it.
0: Monica, you're welcome to. Mother Um...
1: Madeleine, um, you're not a complainer. You're not a moaner. You're not a complainer, but your challenges—the challenges that you've had to face in life—are great, are many, and because you're not a moaner, a lot of people don't know about um, your challenges. But I see you. Sometimes it's like you're holding on. You're holding on to God, literally by your fingernails you're holding on in desperation and God is saying it's okay relax honey because if you let go I'm there I'm like that guy on the trapeze that trapeze artist if he falls the net is there God is saying it's okay relax I'm there let go just let go it's not giving up it's not giving up. It's just trusting God to do what He wants to do. You know, God is the rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. And I see that you seek God. I see that you seek Him in prayer. And I see that you seek Him in His Word. And God is not a liar. He will reward you. He's going to lift you up. He's going to give you direction. He's going to um, prosper you. Um, you are going to experience the benefits You know, there's all sorts of benefits in serving God. All sorts of benefits, and a lot of them we are totally unaware of even. But God says He's going to allow you to experience the benefits of His goodness and His grace in your life. Because you've demonstrated faith. You've demonstrated faith. And God, there's nothing on this earth that pleases God more than faith. And He's going to reward you. And then I just got one other um, prophecy. Tammy. Tammy, you know, Tammy, when I, I love everybody in this church. I love, I love everybody. But when I look at you, Tammy, and it's not just today, it's always, there's such a tenderness in my heart towards you. And I have to say that that comes from God. That tenderness comes from God. I believe it's, it's the way God feels about you. His heart is so tender towards you so soft towards you so open towards you um, I don't have any direction for you I don't have any anything else other than to say God's heart is very very tender towards you
2: say in the brown shirt
0: the one that's looking around yep. the young the guy one. or the one standing
2: are, are, are you in business
0: the guy, uncle
2: sorry not yet in business. When I looked at you, I got this scripture. Like I said, most of the time God normally highlights scriptures. He says the wealth of the wicked shall be transferred to the righteous. I really see, like I said, I don't know, you said not yet in business. Are you working? What what do you deserve You work for the municipality. Is it got to do with consulting? I mean services. Yeah, I really see you using your gift for God to prosper you. I'll use myself as an example. I've worked in the insurance industry. I've worked in a number of industries. And and the gifts that God has impacted in me as I was working, I'm utilizing them. So I see you going that route, going consulting, the work that you've been doing for the municipality. There is a time that is coming that you will use it for your family, for the church, and you love God so much. But the scripture, like I said, the wealth of the wicked shall be transferred to the righteous. And you are the appointed righteous of God, and God will transfer wealth to you. But God will give you the right time for you to leave your job. You enjoy what you are doing, and you are going to do much of that. It's amazing. I think God drew me to it, because I do a lot of work for the government. You'll be doing for local government. You'll be doing for, for national government. But you'll do an excellent work, sir and you will change a lot of in terms of their systems and things that they're doing
3: i also was going to prophesy over you when of course he called you but this is what i had from god is because of your decision to come here today your breakthrough is here it's almost like i see you as a leader a leader amongst leaders and you're a man of such great integrity And it's like, it's what's lacking in this world today. And because of it, you can train, you can mentor. I almost see like a mentorship um, inside of you with young men around you in the work situation. It's almost like when you speak, people stop to listen. And you do have influence. I just want to tell you that there is influence in you when you speak. People do listen. Amen. Can I say one more?
0: Go for it. And then I'm sure No.
3: <laughs> Uncle Benny and Auntie Belinda, <laughs> I can feel the looks when I call them that. They tease me. I said, as long as your children call me tani, I'm calling you Uermantani. <laughs> I just really see you guys. I'm going to stand up because Auntie Belinda is so small and petite. I want to see you, Auntie Belinda. You guys have such a, a special gifting in the ministry. And it's like... It's something that is not seen, and it's not that you don't want to be seen. I understand you're happy to be in the background, and that's a gifting. But let me tell you, God has seen what you have done, and the people you've ministered to, and blessed, and encouraged. And it's like they don't actually—the body actually doesn't realize the strength of the gift that we have in you, in this body, in this ministry. And I really see God breaking open. It's almost like I get the words. It's like now's your time. I want to bless you. I'm going to open doors of opportunity for you. It's going to be easy. It's just like, even for your children, it's just like, I just see them. I mean, it's almost like you have a few of your own children, but God's giving you many more. And it's like, I see little children. I see little children. And it's like, now is the time. There is an open heaven above your household. And because of that, you will never run dry. Your cup will always overflow. Let me tell you, it's almost like when you think you're at the end, because of the kind of people you are, Benny, I know you will give the shirt off your back to somebody. That's who you are. But God sees that, and God will give. So your hand will never run dry. I just see such a flow of blessings and abundance coming your way. Let me tell you, God sees. He has not forgotten you. He is so mindful of you. You are on the right track, and you're going to see things are going to start changing now. Amen.
0: Awesome, awesome. Um, is there anybody here that's had recently a dream about like you in a car crash or a car stolen? Or is it anybody that had a dream like that recently? Is there one person? Oh my word. May, uh, you! <laughs> one person from all... Unless somebody is not being nice and not putting their hand up. But we've got one person. There's two people. Where's another one? Jonathan. Jonathan, yeah. Now, he's just changing the air cons here. But you put your like your car stolen or you've had where uh, you've been in a car crash something with a car to do but it's not a good it's dream sun. it's just there would you guys mind just standing up for me if you don't mind and sorry um forgive me you're like derek i don't want to stand up oh, i'm looking giving that look let's just stretch our hands out to these two people yeah father thank you for them lord thank you um It's the reason why you showed it. And I want to thank you for protection over them. I want to right now, it could be a dream that it might happen. But Father, thank you for protection over their cars. Thank you for protection over their vehicles, Father. That nothing will harm them, nothing will come against them. Lord, thank you for your hand over their lives, right now in Jesus name Um, it could be a physical thing but it could also be where you feel like your life is just falling apart it's like nothing is happening and it's like when because a lot of times a car or something could be a ministry it's like almost you take 10 steps forward and it feels like you're taking hundred steps backwards God is about to change things around for you both of you both of you both of you both of you I see financial breakthrough I see just God is breaking through for you where finances it's like almost you're going to hit a pot of gold, or inheritance is going to start hitting your way, and you're just going to experience breakthrough financially in your life right now, in Jesus' name. Um, I don't know, Derek, what's your name? Urshela. Rochelle. Ursula. 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 Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Ursula, just teasing you. Ursula, life has really not been very kind to you. You've walked this road, and it's really been hard. And it's like, but every time, there's a fighting spirit on the inside of you. There's a fighting thing on the inside of you. It's like, I cannot lie down. I cannot, when life hit me, I cannot just stay there. I have to rise up and God is going to break through for you. There is things burning in your heart. There's things that's been there for a long time and it's like God is going to start reawakening those dreams. God's going to start wakening those desires. There's so much dormant on the inside of you and God is going to start waking them up and you're going to start stepping into the things that you've even dreamt about. Even from a little girl, you've dreamt about certain things that you say, "One now I'm going to do this? One am I'm going to do this? I'm and as so a God is going to start reawakening those dreams. God's going to start reawakening those visions and desire and uh, just a desire for life and you're going to see from today on there's going to be a shift around like a 360 turnaround for you where even your family there's a lot of things that's happening in your family and what i would like to encourage you just follow jesus just follow Him. Reawaken that fire. Reawaken that desire. It was there at one stage, and God is reawakening it even more from today on. And as you put your hand, there's a song, put your hand in the hand of the Lord. Just put your hand in His hand, and you're going to see He's going to turn everything around for you. Okay. This is it encouraging. Does it mean something to you? <laughs> it looks like it, y'all. Anybody else?
1: Um, Jenny. Jenny Wren Jenny Wren is another one who um, she's a woman of few words and um, the words that come out of her mouth are never complaining words but at the same time the Lord sees, the Lord sees and he just wants you to know that all those prayers that you have prayed all those hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of prayers that you've prayed for your children and for your grandchildren are not wasted they are not wasted. And because of those prayers, he's active and he's alive in their lives and he's working. And you might not see the fruit of it right now. Maybe you can in some of their lives and maybe you can't in others. But he wants you to know that those prayers have active your prayer, your prayers have activated God's um, hand in their lives, and he is working. Because I know those are your greatest desires. And the Lord says that he grants us the desires of our hearts. So God is going to grant you those desires. Just be patient.
4: Amen. Wow, wow. This lady here—is is it mom and daughter?
0: No. <laughs> just... <laughs> hey, I, I've well done, Andrew. I, I've been eyeing her. I'm just like God. What are you saying, still? So, but y'all, yeah, I go mean, for it. Remember, <laughs> I was
4: saying that you know sometimes God puts a neon light, and you just—I don't know why—so I'm just drawn to it. And I'm—I just been asking God, you know, what is it? And um, I don't know. I think it's—it's it's almost like a roller coaster of um, relationship with the Lord Jesus. But I feel that it's coming to a point where things are going to start coming together, instead of just being so broad and just so roller coaster-ish. That God's going to bring you on a path that um, you're going to discover things about God that you never knew that you thought, hmm, I know everything about God, but God's just going to reveal himself to you in ways that are just so special I see a bit of hardships in your life and, and God's brought you through them, but God just wants you to know that he is pleased with you, and he's not disappointed there's no place in your life where maybe you missed it, but God says there's no disappointment in my heart towards you. God says he loves and he appreciates you. He just loves the little things that you do sometimes for people. It's like God picks up on that and says, Mm, I just so love that. What's your name, man? Alma. Alma, God loves you. Morney. Molly. Morney. Just where did I get that from Molly? Molly. Molly. God's got you. finances how are you doing Uh, i just see that in your relationships people close to you um, are you married molly do you want to be married yes (laughs) relationships that's all i get on my my spirit for you molly is that god's gonna bring somebody across your path that's going to strengthen a relationship or something to do with relationships. Not bad, not bad, all good. But God's got somebody special for you.
0: Awesome, awesome. Also, I've been feeling all very much drawn to uh, Molly. It's like when you mentioned relationships, I also feel like God's going to restore some relationships. There's some relationships that's really taken a big knock and it's knocked you very hard and God's going to start restoring those relationships. God's going to start turning them. You've you gotten to a place in your heart where you've, and I know you've did the course because I've, I've seen you there, but you've gotten to a place where you've truly really walked into forgiveness, where you've forgiven, you've set free, and you've gotten to that place. Well done. Well done. Well done for keeping your heart right, and for, well done for forgiving and setting free. But God's going to start restoring relationships. For you, I also see God. Um, it's like you're kind of person that um, you're friend for life. You know, if you if you make a friend, you make a friend for life. And with that, there has been a lot of hurts, But God is going to start putting people around you, the right people with right hearts, right motives, right. Um, that this is going to be there for you. That's just going to believe in you more than you even believe in yourself. That uh, friends that you can phone in the middle of the night and say, you know what, please pray with me. Godly, godly, godly friends. Okay, restore. It's your time. It's your time. Okay. So, a lot of things, uh, God has got so much in store for you. So much in store for you. And you've hit a, a, like a pot, like a, a, a gap in your life where it's like, okay, where now? It's like, okay, God to where now? Now it's time for you and Him. Now it's time for him where he'll share his heart with you. Now it's a time where he's going to intimately <laughs> be involved with your life. Where you're going to uh, just read the word so differently. Where your prayer life is changing from today on. You're going to pray. You're going to pray. You're going to pray. You're going to wake yourself up praying. <laughs> you're going to wake yourself up praying. Where God is just this, this intimate walk that He's going to zoom into you. And you're going to see. Okay. Awesome. So what we're we going to do, do you want to, you've got some last person. Then we're going to do one more thing and we're finishing up.
5: I know the Lord's highlighting you to me. God has such a plan for you in your life. And you've got so much going around in your head. And you're not sure which direction to go. God says be led by his spirit. Because God will lead you. You need to get into his presence and God's going to show you. It's going to be the most amazing things that God is opening up for you. And you sometimes sit there and you think, but how's it going to work, God? But God is God. Okay. And God says, just seek my face. He says, because where you go, you ask him. Say, God, were you taking me today? What must I do today? How must I do it, Lord. God's desiring that intimate place with you and Him. And He's going to give you the plan that you need to know. So, And He says, you're very precious. And he, I see you're going to do so much for God in the future. You don't see it yourself, but you have a heart for God. And you're going to be very prophetic. God's going to give you the prophetic action. Uh, but It's just something so, I can't explain it, that there's something stirring in your heart and you're not sure if you must do that. How must I do it, Lord? Read your word. God's going to give you a specific word for it. As you open the word, you say, Lord, I need you to speak to me. God's going to give it to you and then you write it down in a little book you keep a little diary what he gives you because god's going to direct you and he's going to lead you and he's going to open the doors for what you need
0: beautiful so what we're going to do now is that we would like to pray for you um is there people here i'm not going to get you to prophesy (laughs) we'll come and stand do what Damien did but if you've just felt like that the desire of um if you desire to just walk strongly in the prophetic, if you feel like you're used to just walk in the, I don't know about you, but I want, to, I want to go for it even more. I want to touch people's lives even more around me. When I go to the mall, you know, one thing we didn't mean exercising the prophetic, walking in the mall, just, okay, God, something so simple. But if you stand in the queue and say, like, God, what is this person's eye color? you know and it's like in the, oh it's blue oh wow you know it's like there's so little prophetic actions that you can do to just exercise and it's just we want to encourage people we want to you know lift people up we want to love people so if you feel like you want to walk stronger in the prophetic if you feel like you used to walk in the gifts of the spirit more stronger and you feel like just just been gone dry we want to pray for you would that be okay would be okay so if you can close your eyes if you are one of those would you mind just standing up? Just be bold. Just stand up in that. Well done, brother. Thank you. Thank you. We want to pray for you. We want to just stir that gift. Like Paul said to Timothy in 1 Timothy 1:18, 1 stir up that gift. Stir up that gift. But the prophetic. Stir it up. Stir it up. We want to pray. Would you mind coming to the front? If you don't mind, just making a nice line here in front. Just you engage with Jesus because he's going to stir something Ah I can feel a word. God is going to start stirring inside of each one of you. A fresh hunger, a fresh desire, a fresh fire that will never be put out ever, ever again. You will walk in the great signs. You will walk in the great wonders. You will walk in the great miracles. You will find yourself times where you walk into places and the atmosphere just changes and turns around because you are right there. Your heart and your motive is so right and so pure. And that well will start bubbling up on the inside of you, stronger than ever, ever before. You will experience Him in ways you've only thought of and only desired and only dreamed of. God says it's your time, son and daughter, it's your time to step into that what you so hunger and desire for. Get out of your mind, get into the spirit, (laughs) because it's the spirit where you'll experience the freedom. It's in that spirit you'll experience the liberty (laughs) that you've so hungered and desired for. Thank you, Father. So, Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for the service. Thank you for the desire for the prophetic that's just stirring again within people's hearts to just walk in it even stronger, to encourage, to comfort, to strengthen, and to walk in love. Father, thank you for the service this morning. Thank you for your beautiful, sweet presence, Lord Jesus. So I bless every person that will have the best week of their life. Lord, just I declare breakthrough of their lives. May the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with each one of you. Amen.